All right, now we're ready. We are ready, uh, but I'm ill-prepared for this because we don't – I lost track of the numbers. Tim and Taos in the morning podcast number? 41. Okay, I'll go with it. Here, you, let me check. Did you know that, or did you just throw? Yeah, that no, out I'm, there? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 41. Okay, so, but luckily enough, here I can check on iTunes, the podcast app. You can also check on on the radio.com app. That's the easiest one. Yep, 41, 41. Okay, Boom, we're in. We're back, and uh, a lot has happened, uh, both on and off the air at our radio station in Milwaukee, the Fan 105.7 FM. Uh, the Brewers obviously did what they did. Nice, fun run and all that. And Packers season, we're knee-deep into that. Mike McCarthy gets fired. Did you like that move? Uh, I liked I, I liked overall the move. I didn't necessarily like firing him in the middle of the season. I don't think that makes much sense. But I didn't like firing him while the Packers were still alive for a postseason berth. And the night of a game. After, Bring him in t- two hours after you lose a game. Yeah. And yet they're still alive. Yeah, at this taping, right for sure, they're yeah. still alive, regardless of what happens. You know, in uh, in that Seattle, uh, Minnesota. Well, game. everybody always says you're always alive with Aaron Rodgers, so here you go. That's, here's your chance, buddy. Yeah, and so you have a new uh, coach up there, and now the uh, narrative is this stupid fucking word rebuild um, in all of sports. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it all. Any anything associated with rebuild, I can't stand it. So you've got Aaron Rodgers in his prime. And I still think he's in his prime. Do you? Back half. Well, I mean, still. For sure, yeah. He's highly productive. Still highly productive yeah. in his career. Absolutely. Okay. So how do you rebuild around that? Why would you take three years to rebuild around that? Just do it now. Just go for it now. I don't know. That's just me and and those that know with this Brewer, quote, rebuild or whatever it was uh, a couple of years ago. That was dumb, too. And we saw what happened, how quickly it can change. Winter meetings, speaking of which, uh, baseball, a little hot stove. We started that show. Uh, we're two shows into our Hot Stove Weekly show on the fan, uh, talking Brewers baseball. And that's cool. Uh, but in Vegas, in Vegas. In our spot. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine me going to work there, although I can. I, I'm so torn on that. Would uh, Would you want to go to Vegas and cover the winter meetings? The answer would be yes. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Any any opportunity, I'm in. Okay. I'm there. But then the struggle would be it, it can't be this debauchery-laden trip because – you got to maintain your wits about you. Well, I disagree in that sense because because I believe that some of the the good conversations that you're having here, and and frankly, the winter meetings are supposed to be like the number one networking event. Like if you want to work in baseball, which we do, we do work in baseball. We're on the radio yes. broadcasting side of it, but we work in pro baseball. And if you want to advance your career in pro baseball, a good opportunity is the job fairs and conversations you're going to have with all the different decision makers in baseball. I feel like some debauchery needs to be a part of your trip because the only good conversations are going to be the ones that are happening after about 9.30, 10 o'clock, right. sitting at a video poker bar or at a craps table at the Bellagio or something like that. Now, the issue for me is I don't know if I would have the scratch. ample scratch to be able to get to some of those good tables. Yeah. That part of it, because you got to remember, these guys got to give some playing money. Yeah, and they have personal lives too. 
For sure. So they're on oh, a work yeah. trip. Yep. But what do we all do on a work trip? I've been on a million work trips. Don't get fucked up. You kind of do. You do. <laughs> in fact, um, I was in Dallas, Texas uh, for uh, what the company I worked for at that time was uh, Pro- Program Director Seminars. I think it was. So all that this radio company took all their PDs, all their programmers, and just put us into a big hotel in Dallas. And we're going to learn about, you know, being program directors. So that night at the bar, it's a normal hour. It's after dinner. It's like 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And here I'm thinking, what am I going to do, man? You know, so I'm, I'm there on my own. Nobody else from the, my particular building was there. The owner of the company sits right next to me at the bar. I mean, the the top dog. And uh, he goes, well, what's going on? We're, we're talking, having some drinks, and he's ordering doubles. And he's like, hey, can you uh, put this on your charge? Huh? That's what I said. And I go, well, I was told by my GM that I couldn't, I, I couldn't expense alcohol. He's like, fuck that. Expense it all. You're on a work trip. He's like, you're on a work trip. So we're sitting there, and and there's Margo from uh, Pittsburgh. Margo is a, uh, a, a teacher uh, from Pittsburgh that was at the bar as well. She was at a seminar in the other portion of the hotel. And so this, the owner of our company was the conduit between me and Margo. I ended up at a hookah bar drunk, poured out of a cab into a hookah. You know what a hookah bar is? Nowhere. It's not that it's not weed. No. But it's this. But it's something and it it messes with your head. It gives you a little bit of a headache after a while. I hated it. But it was me and Margo. Okay. In a cab. Yeah. (laughs) Cruising. From the hookah bar. from, From the hookah bar. Oh, nice. Okay. To go a little bit further, can I brag a little bit? Go ahead. Okay. When I checked in, my room was, something was screwed up with it, so they had to upgrade me. This always happens to me. And into, like, a huge, like, apartment suite in this hotel. You dog. A hot tub, dead center in the middle of the fucking living well, room. Well, Jesus Christ, why would you go to the hookah bar? <laughs> well, we had to get primed up a little bit. <laughs> I will say she, uh... It was it's fun. Be an opening act. It was fun hanging out with Margo. That was a good work trip. But I, I will tell you this, Billy, that the first two people into the seminars the next morning at the donuts and Danish and coffee table mm-hmm. in, into the conference room was the owner and myself. We were the only two people. We were the first two people into the seminar. So Because you both thought that it started at 7 and it started at 9. <laughs> no. He was telling me he got hammered. But but again, these guys out in Vegas, we have to remember that they're dudes too. They're, oh, right. they're just guys They're away work. from their families. They're yeah. on a work trip. Honey, oh, yeah, Matt and I are going to go. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to the meetings. Where are they? What do you think Theo's um, doing Vegas. right now? Yeah, Theo and Jed are sitting right now somewhere at a blackjack table. <laughs> no Imagine doubt. maybe at the Flamingo. Now, the real ones are going to be the side games that these guys are having, because they all got suites at, at the right. Mandalay. Right. You'd imagine that a couple of them have tables up in their suites. And you can just hire in-house dealers to come on up and come just on upstairs. Have, have a private game. Well, that's what's up. And Th- That's where the trades are going to be going down. Okay, then, the, then you get down to the super, super cool guys. 
who will pick the smallest little hideaway casino, and that's where they're going to get into it. Booze in it, because they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be spotted. Oh, big time. So they go down to Fremont Street and go to the El Cortez or something. <laughs> so that <laughs> couple of guys, why are these dudes over <clears throat> here playing craps at Hooters? So that's why I'm torn on whether or not to cover the winter meetings and and not and be in Vegas just without a schedule. One of the worst things you can do in Las Vegas is to have a schedule. Would you agree with that? Hold on. You don't believe that you have a schedule when you go out to Vegas? Well, it's, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess. This man plots out the entire fucking day. 8.30 in the morning, let's go. 8.30 in the morning, we wake up. We're going to be in bed by 1 o'clock in the afternoon to make sure that we can lube it up. Okay, how about what, this 3.45, I'm going to be up probably 4.15. (laughs) I'll meet you down there at 4.30. 4.15, I'll be ready to go. 4.30, you better be there, otherwise I'm calling (laughs) your fucking room. And that thing doesn't hang up. you got to have the thing off the hook the entire time. Okay, well, that's not doing a shot of tequila at 8.30 in the morning. That's going to the winter meetings and Corral. Thousand at eight thirty in the morning, which you can do after a couple of tequila shots. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, also, as the fan turns, some uh, inner changes in the air, maybe, or was in the air, or is in the air. A little bit of both, I guess. Um, yeah, mostly centers around me, right? Sort of, I guess. Uh, well, I had a. Uh, as people in the business know, you you have you have deals that that will expire. Well, you went away for a while. I was gone for a while, a couple yeah. of weeks, um, probably three or four weeks. It was and, about a month, yeah. And uh, you know, deals expire, and and you have conversations. And I was I was a free bird for a few few weeks. Uh, yep. And as as one of my favorite men in the world, CM Punk once said, you know, to, hell yeah, I ha- held out for a couple of perks and. Try to get some ice cream bars with my name on it, and we got some perks. And so, but I am back. You're back. I'm back. Um, I don't know whether we're on thin ice or not. Talking about changes in the air, change is in the air, or changes in the air. Either way, uh, we have to say sit tight. Is that? Is that cool? Yeah, just just wait on it. Those of you that, you know, like Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer and Bill Michaels and Chuck and Winkler, our buddies in the morning. Our guys. Yeah. Um, we still have to have Chuck in here sometime. We do. I don't know when that's going to occur because of his hours. They were mad at us. but No, no, no. He Bart said the other day that... He loves us again. Good. He better. Because he did hate us for Otherwise, a while. you were going to beat him up. It was going <laughs> to resort to physical violence, and these two are going to meet each other outside of the dumpsters or something. I don't think he would stand a chance. I would be afraid that I'd hurt myself, that Bart wouldn't hurt me. I'd just hurt myself. You'd pull, throw your back out, throw something a like punch? That. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. I mean, I tried throwing a... I probably shouldn't say this. <clears throat> My girlfriend will fully admit she's not a good cook. Okay, I th- thought we were going on a fully different track. There. No, no, that that part, no, that those muscles are worked in just just fine. Perfect. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, she made some blueberry muffins, and uh, no, so I stepped out back and 
instead of eating them, I just because we we our backyard is adjacent to a, a farmer's field for sure. <laughs> just chucked them. <laughs> How do you mess up blueberry muffins? Blueberries I, good, muffins great. Blueberry muffins. I'm just saying it's set up perfectly. <laughs> she goes, I'd you like those muffins. <laughs> I noticed you ate some of those muffins. Yeah, they were fine. So when she goes home, goes to work in the morning, you just take two and... Just, oh, yeah, I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I threw out a little bit of a, a muscle there. Just because I rotator cuff area? Uh, no, that's in the other side. This side was more of a bicep, straight up bicep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I haven't thrown... The only football th- throw that I've thrown... Was you like a couple months ago? One toss and it was like, ooh. I'm, oh yeah, that was. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we heard. I spiked. We, it. we heard the clicking and then you spiked <clears throat> it into the ground. <laughs> I did spike it. Looked like Kevin Cobb out there. So uh, I would like to ex- expound a little bit more on on change at the fan, but um, but I think I, I think in due time we will. Yes, I think that's the best way. The best way for us to go about it. At this announcements moment. coming, yeah, definitely. Now I'm set. I mean, I know you were on the on the street there for a while, a little while. Which I found out a couple of things. Being unemployed uh, for me was was nice because I was able to have my cup of coffee and then and then read through not only sports news, but then I had also other things to read through, like you know, job descriptions. It was fun. Yes. And you find you find that you're so bored sometimes. It gets ridiculous. to the point. Right away, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Right. I can start watching The Sopranos. I've never yep. watched The Sopranos. I got to season two and I was bored. Yeah. And and then you get to the point where, geez, I got to do something, man. So I would just say to keep your ears on the fan, 105.7 FM in Milwaukee, and know that uh, you're back on the air is one. Yes. And number two, uh, 2019's championship season for our post-game show looks to be a thumbs up. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Appears to be, yep. A- appears to be. And uh, there was there was something else. Did uh, Yeah, I, I went at it. Did we talk about this last podcast? I went at it with a family member here on the fan. Yes. As the fan turns. We yep. did. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. We, okay. got in, we got into that little okay. scuffle. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we were aware of that. That was that a good one. Someone's being a fucking stupid head. Um, And what are you going to do? Everyone's got their stance, and that's... Everyone's entitled to their opinions. Got to make sure we, we throw that in there. Not unlike the business our listeners work for. Not unlike any other business. Mm-mm. That there are behind-the-scenes clicks and... And all that stuff, same thing here. It, it really is. Uh, so the holidays are coming up, and uh, your sports, big sports gift idea is? Pipe Bomb tried to sell me um, Lambeau Field McCartney tickets. You interested? You going? <laughs> Not for that price. No, no chance. I don't think I've paid for a concert in 25 years. And you've seen some of the best acts in those last 25 Big years. Big time acts. Huge, huge, huge. But I'm just spoiled that way. That's You mentioned perks. Right. That's perks of our job. No doubt. It's just like working at the you know uh, ta- the tax place. You get your taxes done. And that's a perk. Normally, you pay for that. I pay for that. Mm-hmm. This, concert tickets, ball games, things like that, 
we're kind of, we're kind of spoiled in that regard. Oh, no we really doubt. are. No and doubt. So he are. he wanted like five or six hundred bucks. Did he say a piece? A piece. There's not a uh, musical act at this moment that I would pay. Agreed. A hundred dollars, I think, to see. Uh, maybe. Maybe like that would El- be the cutoff. Maybe like the Elton John send off tribute. If I could get in there for for triple digits, I might go. I think just over. Originally, they started that at. I think you could get in there for a hundred and a half, okay. something like that. One thirty-five. That's not or horrible. Something. I That's guess. Not, not crazy. I guess if I'm going over two two bills, then I'm really gonna be stressing out. Which that I don't know if I'd be able to do. But like for you, I mean, you've seen the Stones. You've seen. Has I have seen the Stones. I imagine you've seen McCartney. No. 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 Um, Eagles. When they were the Eagles, not these imposters that are going around acting like the Eagles. Was yeah. There's no, no, two no. members of the actual Eagles in the Eagles. One of them is their fucking kid. Uh, that's, that's not the Eagles. That's no. the Eagles cover band that has a couple of people that played in the Eagles. Eagles were Sorry. big. They were big. They had their run, and then they broke up because they just they broke up. They, one of the Eagles uh, documentaries. I don't know what it, whatever it's called. Excellent, excellent to watch. <clears throat> learned a lot about a band that I wasn't a big fan of back in the day. Now I'm more of a fan of the Eagles. Because you don't have to play them every, at 520 every day. You don't have to hear Taken Easy. Yeah, that's right. And but So they break up for a while, and, and they were interviewed uh, in Rolling Stone magazine some years ago that you know they were asked, are you ever going to get back together? One of them said, when hell freezes over. So it was like, ooh, yeah, they hate each other, whatever. They did end up getting back together, and that was the name of the tour. It was Hell Freezes yep. Over tour. I went to that show when it hit Alpine Valley, and a buddy of mine worked for a beer distributor, so we were like seventh row, like right in the middle. Weed smoke everywhere. Well, how about this? <clears throat> that was the first time you and I were in the same area because my mother was at that concert, eight months pregnant with me. There you go. See, okay, we were at the same venue when you were eight months old. Yes. Well, pre-eight well, months. Yeah, pre-eight months. Yeah. That was minus one month. was interesting that they all, because we took the, like, because of these this beer thing, we we got to go through the back, and I was just a few years into radio, so I, I wasn't nothing at, at all. Not that I'm saying I'm anything now, but... Uh, we got to go you through were just the, hanging out with the right dudes. We got to park in the like the back of the stage. There's like a golf course or something back there. So we got to park back there, and then you hike up this side of the stage, which is like a little walk up into the venue. So when we left, they did one more song. So we were behind the stage, and we could still hear it and everything. When they got done with that concert, every single one of them got in a different limousine. I thought that was interesting. I'll never forget it. Wow. Just looking at all of these guys, there's Joe, there's Glenn Fry and there's Don Henley and there's these guys. Not one of them saying a word to each other. Like, yeah, man, we killed it and high five and whatever. Nope. Just they put the just... shit down and let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, every one of them a different limousine. Like six limos just lined right up and they were just scooted out of there. So, so. now I, I've heard the issue with Alpine as, as a commoner, as obviously it seems like you are not when you've gone to Alpine. I've heard the issue is getting in and out of that place. So obviously you were able to go through the back entrance and yep. you're in and out of that place right away. Yep. It was, wow. uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. So That's I, legendary. And again, going back to, and that was, I want to say, 91-2 range. And now another one that you've gone to that I am just pissed that I have not made, especially at my age, 
is Country Thunder. Just make sure you stay there. You used to be there every single year in an RV, but I never really stayed. I stayed overnight one time, and all the years I worked there, I didn't work for Country Thunder for a right. country station that was there. We had a big, <clears throat> we had a um, a big broadcast boombox, one of those schmaltzy like big yeah, no doubt radio things. And, and then would you get to like glass. interview dudes that oh, were for playing sure. all day? And for, stuff sure. Like that? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, on the jumbotron even. So they'd give they, all the country stations. They'd split them up and allow us to interview, you know, whoever. At that time, it was, you know, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw. Cool. So like you had one day where it was like, yeah, kind of okay. our day right. a little yeah, bit. That makes sense. And and Country Thunder, it it's probably world famous for the drug bus, uh, disorderly conduct, mm-hmm. underage drinking, yep. and sexual assault. Well, and and assault. My, Assault period. One, one of yeah. my uh, one of the stories of why I want to go to Country Thunder. I shouldn't is say that about Country Thunder. It's such a great. It seems like such an awesome event. I did read. Was it this year or last year that the uh, the debauchery is way down? So whatever's going on out there is way improving. Well, Not, and- I know years ago there was. Just multiple arrests on a regular basis. There's only so many more ways now that these concerts can can limit the, like you said, the amount of underage drinking and, and the amount of issues that you're going to have with that. There's so many easier ways for them to start cutting some of that stuff down. I love the event. Don't get me wrong. That's what I, I'm saying. I, I want to go so bad. I think we should broadcast some of our shows from there. On a beautiful, beautiful uh, July, summer afternoon, July night, where it's Jason like, Aldean is yeah. playing later that night. Yep, and and back in my world, it was Kenny Chesney or Tim McGraw. Tim and Faith one night played. It's just a beautiful seventy-two degrees, calm, um, and it was. It's a, it's a great event. I mean, you have to a little bit like country music, for else, sure. It's. The scenery is very nice. Yeah, then then you're kind of just there for the party. Sometimes it's. I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. Sometimes it's. Can you? Can you put some clothes on? You're saying that to the to the gentleman, right? Well, both. Can you throw a sheet over these you and guys? I are going together. Yeah. Can you throw a sheet over these guys? They're a little out of control. Then, oh, wow. Then, then it's the uh, party. Not, you're not the only one in the room issue is, is yeah. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, then okay. it's the party in the campground. Now, the campground, that's a separate, sort of a separate entity. That's where the screws come loose back in there. It's an all-night thing. Man, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. Uh, it's, it's, I'm mortified every time my son goes there. I'm just mortified. Is he going this year? I don't know. If he does, him and I are going to go, and we're going to record a couple of things for the podcast when we go. As a parent, you never get a good night's sleep when your 22, 23, 24, 21-year-old is out, and you know full well it's full party mode. You never you never get a good night's sleep. And say so you're just waiting for the phone to ring. Like, Well, here's the—see, now this is, this is something that I give you props for, because you, you're very upfront. You guys are you guys are no holds barred. Hey man, going out partying tonight. Okay, cool. Be safe. Yeah, and no, like you or said, it's you'll... like, hey man, no fucking bullshit. That's that's usually your catchphrase. That is my phrase. Um, but for me, I, I was never like, hey guys, yeah, probably we're gonna do a case race later on tonight. So <laughs> I, I would have never thought to be like, oh yeah, actually we play a couple of games at Harvard and we finished like four cases, but it was nothing issue. <laughs> now, how do your parents handle this? They never knew. 
Like when I like live, now though, like if they know you're going out, right? Partying, um, or do now they? now it's just the stress of, hey hey, if you if you don't have enough money for an Uber or whatever, you just just let us we'll, we'll figure it out. We just want to make sure you're taking an Uber. That's that's the biggest one. Do you nowadays. give them attitude? No, absolutely okay. not. My son does. Like, I, I can't dude, when it's about that. Zero tolerance, dude, while driving. Oh no, you don't have to keep telling me that over and over again. It is the struggle, though, man. It's 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 sad because. You'll see. Oh yeah, years from now, I'm not trying to do any of that right now. Well, you never know. I was. Hey, you watch it over there. I was. Don't even knock on this wood right now, and don't even dare wish that upon anyone. I was one session of couch sex away from moving to Phoenix at one point in my life. So was it worth it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. See? Sparky and I and another buddy, we had all agreed. We're moving to Phoenix. We're doing radio in Phoenix. We're just going to move there. and Yeah. And, and that I, was the couch sex that led to nine that, months later. That led to me. She was like, holy crap, he's leaving. Yes. <laughs> Celebrate. Whoops, never mind. And then it's like, it's like as a guy, you forget what actually impregnates a woman. Don't we just forget we get like blind of that like we we do know that how to get a girl pregnant right right there, we're, we're fully aware of this it, it's a one-step process yeah and so if you do that in that and these two things come together and a little swimming involved it's like i don't know right see but if you would have followed my lead that i've been trying to instill upon you in the last couple of years of you and I doing our post-game show and doing this podcast, you don't have to worry because when you enter through that venue, you don't even have to worry about it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were, yeah. The other side. Yeah, the, the flip side. That's the B side. <laughs> that is... That's it. Well, that's a good way to end the uh, podcast. It's, well, no, it's actually a good way to preview our way into Dana White. Yes, yes. Let's get into Dana Never White. Never uses the back door. Yeah, and, and just as a reminder, don't. I'm, I'm hoping you didn't ask him about Greg Hardy. No, no, I did not. Okay. I, I made a little joke about it, but. Okay, yeah, don't, right. yeah. No. Don't, don't do that. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, this, this dude's big. Big time. Owner of the UFC, and, and I mean. You want to talk about like one of the global, I, I guess, giants in in sports entertainment and and shifting how much money they've made in that sport. He's done it all. Yeah, and it was cool. Guys, I think I, I think that's a growing popularity of watching watching people beat the shit out of each other. I mean, we've always there's been boxing, always loved to. there's been wrestling, mm-hmm. there's been street fighting, bare knuckle fighting is back now and legal in. I want to say Missouri. Cool. Something like that. Have just, fun. Just, you don't like the bare knuckle fighting? That's just weird to me. Is it? Like, but like, that's also the the top level of when two dudes are, are scuffling together and you just want to break it up and say, all right, fuck it. Bare knuckle box then right Let's now. Let's go. If you're not pissed off at each other enough to bare knuckle box, then you're not that mad at each other. Let's move on and keep going. And apparently it, it was outlawed for many, many years. So that's back, and and I don't think that's ever going to go away. I know with all the concussion 
uh, issues in in football and and other sports. Really, mm-hmm. you well, just I don't know if if it's ever going to go away. Despite that, for for Dana, I think what's cool about their sport is so much of it still is based upon technique and skill, and and yeah. and they've quickly be, began ending fights quicker and quicker and, and making sure that these guys aren't, like you said, just getting the living hell beat out of each other once they're on the ground and obviously in a submissive uh, position where, where they're not able to fight back. But your boy Dante Wilder and uh, speaking of which, speaking yep. of fighting and uh, Fury ended up with a draw. Was that a draw? That was a draw. A 12 match or a 12 round fight ends in a draw between the two top heavyweights or two of the top three heavyweights now, in boxing. that's something I've never done in Vegas, is go to a fight. We should probably see about that. I'm pretty sure we had a chance to the last time we were there, but it was it was dudes we had never known. We we had no idea about. Is that the the ones we bet on? No, that fight was... That, that was fight ended up getting, that No, that fight ended up getting canceled. Oh, it did? We threw down on the Canelo and Triple G... <laughs> When they were supposed <laughs> right. to have their second fight, and then okay. they got they got booted because the one dude got busted for PEDs. Okay, yeah, I know, I know there was some fight we were gonna bet on or something. Dante Wilder's bad boy though. Now he's my boy. He'll whoop up on somebody. Yep, that's my guy right there. It's not fixed anymore, right? Boxing? Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. It is. It, so it's like wrestling. Absolutely. A uh, UFC is is in a totally different class yeah. of like you can't really fix that. You put two dudes in the octagon together and they're out there for survival. I mean, you, you're not fixing that. You're not telling this dude, hey man, you're gonna go and get pummeled for a couple of minutes. Yeah, that's the eye test. You know it's not fixed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Well, uh, enjoy this, uh, Dana White uh, with Baby Tausch, Bill Schmidt, and then uh, we'll we'll catch you uh, podcast Tim and Tausch in the morning number forty two next week. And that's that. So it was good to be back. Good to have you back. Appreciate you doing this, Dana. How you doing, man? Pleasure. No, thanks for having me. I had a chance to talk to uh, to Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta a couple of weeks ago, so they were really, really cool dudes. It's going to be a cool event out here at uh, at the new Fiserv, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, we are too, man. We're really excited. Uh, haven't been back to Milwaukee in a while, so it's it's good to be back. And and when when you look at the fighters that are, that are going up and down the card you got a lot of guys that are still right in the heat of title contention Dana but I do want to focus right away uh talk to you about Sergio Pettis a young guy obviously from the Milwaukee area his brother Anthony made him obviously a name for himself and and it was Showtime and and the branding and obviously the titles that he won tell us a little bit about what the people at Fiserv are going to see when they see Sergio Pettis yeah no Sergio Pettis well let's put it this way he's the number two ranked guy in the world in the flyweight division so uh, you know, he, he's right there and he's taking on a real tough guy named Rob Font. That, that should be a ridiculous fight. I expect that to be a, a candidate for fight of the night. And, and the entire night when, when I got a story about, about Anthony Pettis one time when I was about 14 years old, I'm lifting at the YMCA and this guy is just, you know, breaking into the scene and, and just starting to get as, as big as to the peak of his popularity as he was. And I'm struggling lifting about 135 pounds on the bench press. And all of a sudden I see the Showtime tattoo come up and come on, man, one more, one more. I think I repped out like six more because you knew you had to put up at least a little bit of weight with him uh, in the car. But a little bit about uh, Kevin Lee, when I had him in here, uh, the Motown phenom, a guy that's really fought for a lot of different stuff. He's going to be main event in the card. And from my conversation with him as a dude that's really flew through the ranks uh, in UFC with you guys. Yeah, no, listen, that's obviously a fun division 
very stacked, a lot of big possibilities, uh, you know, for these guys. This is an important fight for Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta. Uh, if they win this fight, it puts them in the mix with some pretty big names. And obviously the biggest name that, that they're going for, and, and when I talk to Al, the one that he still has penciled in is Khabib and, and wanting to get that rematch. Obviously the, the legal stuff that you guys are going through and, and the situation that they have there. What is the, the likelihood right away that one of these guys, the winner of this fight, is going to get themselves in that title picture for you guys? Yeah, anything's possible. I, I don't know if they're, you know, right now, Tony Ferguson is next in line, you know, for, for a title shot. You know, you got, you got Tony in there, um, you know, there's Conor McGregor. There's some guys that, that that are in line ahead of him, but we'll see what happens. Dustin Poirier, you know, this is a big fight though. This, this puts the winner of this fight puts them in the discussion with, with with those type of guys. And Dana, for as long as you've been doing this, obviously inking a couple of new deals lately, and 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 the the merger that you guys had a couple of years ago, and and now the biggest new rights deal with ESPN, the sport that you are in as the president of USC. Do you believe that it's ever been at, at a higher point right now, or do you believe that it is still just growing? Oh, geez, we're still, we're still growing. I mean, every year I've been saying this for years, we continue to take it to the next level. We continue to take it to the next level. Wait till you see what we do in the next five years with ESPN. So this fight in Milwaukee, it's our last fight ever with Fox. And we've had a really good run with Fox. We've been with these guys for seven years. They've been amazing partners. And without Fox, there is no ESPN. So we're going to this next level, man, January 1st. And you're going to see big things from us. Dana White joining the Tim and Tausch in the Morning Podcast. Now, Dana, a little bit of background on this podcast. We started it, my partner and I, uh, about about a year ago and and it was simply in the fact that we were trying to stir things up a little bit more in the workplace we were trying to have a little bit more fun with our colleagues in the radio business and and throw a couple of verbal jabs at each other now you guys obviously throw the verbal jabs getting ready for the fight but everybody that is going to be in the UFC takes the punch better than they deliver it with the microphone how much of your sport do you believe the promotion side has grown in the last five years yeah a lot you know when you get into a situation where you have a press conference or you're doing interviews with fighters, you know, leading up to, to, to a fight, the, the, uh, you know, the mental game is, is as much a part of it as the fight itself. Um, you're always trying to break your opponent in, in every way possible, whether it's physically or mentally and emotionally. And, um, you know, a lot of guys, Conor McGregor, I think, is the best uh, to do it in this sport. I think Muhammad Ali was the best to do it in boxing, and uh, it's it's a very important part of the uh, of the game. And and when when you bring up Connor, obviously whatever happened at the last fight with Khabib, where is he standing and getting back into the octagon with you guys? Yeah, no, he's ready to go. You know, we're we're waiting on the Nevada State Athletic Commission to hand out these uh, you know suspensions, fines, whatever's going to happen. It was supposed to be Monday, and now it just got pushed back to January. So. That's that's not fun. Uh, I was hoping to get that done and then uh, put it behind us and and, and at least know what the landscape was going to be for the next year. But that didn't happen. So I'm I'm a little bummed out about that. And and Dana, with with the Nevada Gaming Commission, how much trouble have you guys had with them in the past? Or have they usually been a pretty easy uh, fix for you guys? Because they they obviously have put up fits for a lot of different fight promotions in the past. Yeah, well, they, they, these guys, are, you know, we're, we're sanctioned by them. They were basically uh, overseen by the government. It's the government. So, uh, you know, but they've been, they've been good to work with.
Dana White joining the Tim and Tausch in the Morning Podcast. Dana, final thing for you before uh, we let you go here, and, and, and we're juiced up for Pfizer Forum coming up. Tickets right now, you can go to Ticketmaster.com, go to UFC.com as well, and you can get the link right there. Uh, Pfizer Forum having the first fight night. And like you said, the last fight on Fox, I kept this Greg Hardy free because I knew you were done answering questions about that, Dana. But when you when you discuss what these local events do for the UFC brand, and, and, and you're talking about the – new contract you guys have with ESPN, the the branding in-house of what you're going to see on Friday night, what can everybody expect going down to Pfizer Forum? What's the question? Just how excited are you for, for the localized fighters? Because like, I, I believe this is only a couple times that you've been here to Milwaukee and, and growing the sport locally in, in different markets, bringing it to different venues for the fight nights obviously helps out your pay-per-view buys. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. You know, like I said, we have, we have a lot of history in Milwaukee. We've had a longstanding relationship with Harley-Davidson. Um, you, you know, the last time we went to the event, Milwaukee's a great fight town. Um, you guys got Duke Rufus in there, you know, locally uh, training tons of, of, of talent. It's awesome, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting back, and I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to checking out the new arena. Dana, appreciate it, man. You're a busy guy. We appreciate you having time for us here, and uh, we'll see you on Friday night. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me. There he is. You're the man, Dana. Dana White, president of the UFC. You can get tickets to the UFC Fight Night at Pfizer Forum right now. Ticketmaster.com.